I had a whole New Year episode planned about figuring out your life path, but I'm in a mood right now, so we're going in a different direction this week. I ended things with the one guy I had actual high hopes for and was into, and now I need to step into detachment and letting go. So if anyone else is trying to let go of someone, then welcome to today's episode. Let's do it together. I'm also giving you a pep talk to stand on business because I've been too good at that lately and cut my entire dating life out, so there are no options anymore. The phone is once again dry. I'm just mad and hurt right now, and I just had therapy, so I'm going to talk it through with you guys too since this is my verbal diary of how I navigate adulthood. So welcome back to Voice Memos. I'm your host, Kara, and as the Voice Memo regulars know, I was kind of talking to this guy I've mentioned here and there on the podcast. I was gatekeeping a little bit, but I had all good things to say about him. No complaints. My therapist was even encouraging it. Talking pretty consistently for about two months. He almost had me. I'll be honest. I was super tentative in the beginning because of my last situationship, but I was starting to get to know him more and everybody that knows him has all good things to say about him. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe he'll be good for me. Full transparency, we have not been on a date yet. We have not spent any time alone together aside from brief conversations when we see each other, but I'm not really going to give much more context on that. But the fact that he has not really tried to see me was my first yellow flag, I'll say, because I want a guy that has a sense of urgency to get to know me. I say this over and over again, but like he should be like, oh my god, I met this really cool girl. I want to spend time with her as soon as possible before someone else snatches her up. But he has a crazy schedule, clocking in 80 plus hours a week, which isn't even an exaggeration. Like, this is just the time of year for his job. He's traveling most weekends, and then he has more of a life when the season ends. So my therapist said I should sit back and give him a chance. He genuinely is a very busy guy, and I reluctantly agree to see it through for now. He usually calls me, though, like, once or twice a week. We talk on the phone for, like, 45 minutes, and then we text fairly frequently. So pretty good on the communication front, well, at least with the frequency. But so he texts me one night at 9.30 p.m., which is kind of weird for him because he knows I'm not usually up that late, but I happen to be that night. He says, hi, I respond, and then he hits me with a, can you hurry up and sleep over? With like the puppy dog eyes almost, like you know that emoji face that's like almost like crying. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. Hold the fucking phone for a second. How about, can you hurry up and take me on a date? How about, can you hurry up and send flowers to my doorstep with a love letter? Like, what the fuck? We haven't even been alone in a room together and you're telling me to sleep over. No. You have some needs to be fulfilled, well, so do I, pal. Like, geez, but I'm telling myself to take a deep breath and not be a bitch, so I, like, lightly respond, like, silly, that's not how it works. Ew, but whatever. And he says, you need to relax, and that is also serious. He throws, like, a surfing emoji in there, and I said, I would love to, but I won't yet. Which is facts, like, this man is really freaking hot and really fit, but, like, sit down and shut up if you know what's good for you right now, because I can already see where this conversation is going, and I'm not liking it couple messages later, I said, mm, you're gonna have to try harder than that. He responds, NJ girls, with the fucking, like, genie emoji. Oh, my bad. How many New Jersey girls are you asking to sleep over right now? Like, please, get away from me. You're just digging your own grave at this point. And then, word for word, he goes, and I quote, actions, comma, what's the incentive? With, like, the fucking scientist emoji. Okay, um... <clears throat> I need a second here. Mm. Now I'm, like, really pissed. Like, did you just ask me what the incentive is for putting in work to see me? I should block your number right now for that. I am the incentive, you stupid boy. Like, what? Who are you to be talking to me like this? 
So I said just that, quote, I'm the incentive, and he goes, ooh, we'll have to see, and sends, like, the fucking DNA strand emoji with it. What the hell is going on? You're losing me. What are these emojis? What are you even saying? Because none of these texts are making sense. I'm really upset, to be completely honest. The anger was dwindling, and it was just, like, turning into hurt. Like, this kind of came out of left field. I felt a little bit blindsided by this switch up on his energy. We've been getting to know each other for two months now, and then he hits me with this, like, I only want to sleep with you energy. Don't fuck with that. And I'm self-aware. I know I'm emotional reading these texts and I'm not in a good place to address this. So after a couple more messages, I send, quote, I'm kind of hurt and confused by how you're coming across right now, so I'm going to go to bed, but I think this sounds like something we should talk about soon. Quote, beautiful, mature text. He says, sounds good. Sleep well with a smiley face. Okay, please. And then the next morning, he even texts me good morning, but I woke up still hurt and in a mood about it. So I present the messages to the jury to see if anyone else can decipher what is going on here. The jury being my girl bestie co-worker and two of my guy co-workers. They're all just like a neutral committee, no mutual friends, so it works. The best people to ask about like guy or like life advice is like neutral people who don't really know them. My girlfriend though is baffled. She has no idea what he's saying and basically recommends to cut it off now. And my guy co-workers were like, first of all, he sounds drunk or high. And second, it's not looking too good. It seems like he put on this whole, like, good guy front to begin with. They were just like, it seems like he took a shot in the dark to see your vibe and you completely shut it down. So now he has to do, like, damage control, which I will get into how he was doing that. But I'm more upset and self-conscious because they're basically confirming everything I thought. And a part of me was hoping they would be like, no, Kara, like, I don't think that's what he meant. You're overthinking this one. But I wasn't. I read the situation well. My intuition and gut was always right, and those messages from him didn't feel good to me. So I went down this whole mental spiral of kind of pitying myself. In my head, I was just like, how many guys do I have to meet before one of them actually likes me for me or wants to get to, to know me? I don't think I've ever been with a man that wanted more than just my body for me, like, which is a pretty bold take, but that is how it feels. Besides my ex-boyfriend, because he actually dated me, so he had to have liked me at some point, but... Guys lead me on, they get what they want, and then they dip. And I know a million girls resonate with that feeling of being used and then discarded, and it's such just a shitty and it's such a shitty thing to do to people. And it's just been so discouraging talking to guys and realizing their only intentions are to sleep with me. Nobody's really interested in taking the time to actually get to know me or wants to be around me for my presence or my energy. This pity party will be over in a bit, but I'm just letting you guys know what I'm thinking and feeling in that moment. I draft up a text to send this Emoji King, and that should be his character name, but I don't want to talk about him again, and send it to one of my guy friends first, and he actually approves with the message, and then he says, sorry it turned out the way it did, like, I know you had high hopes for this one. Something about reading that message made me literally start crying. I took five minutes in the work bathroom to pull it together, but for him to say that, especially because our relationship is, like, basically insulting one another and joking around, it just, like, hit so much harder because I felt like he felt bad for me, too, and we don't show much empathy towards one another. I was just like, damn, this really is kind of a shitty situation. I've been talking up this guy to them for, like, two months, and here we are, but I'm just so sick and tired of hookup culture, casual sex, or just these fleeting nights with someone you'll never see again. I don't want that for myself. I want a genuine connection with someone, and it hurts that I've been investing this time and energy into a guy. I made a whole Christmas trail mix with a handwritten card just for it to be revealed that he's basically been putting on a fucking show for two months with this whole good guy charade. And it was triggering because I felt like I was seeing these parallels to my last situationship. 
I was blaming myself again. Like, how did I miss and like look past all of this? He never cared about me. He just wanted to sleep with me. I'm going to get way more into overlooking red flags and the emotional abuse of my prior one in the Situationships 101 episode that is coming up. I don't know if any of my past guys listen to my podcast, but here is your fair fucking warning, gentlemen, that I'm going all in on this episode. I've been speaking too highly of people lately. I've been giving them more credit than they deserve. And if I could save one girl from these manipulative games and cycles by warning them with my own experiences, I'm going to do just that. But back to my mental breakdown in the work bathroom. I knew it was time to stand on business, so let's get to my come up here. The text I came up with was, quote, I wanted to sleep on this before I said anything, but it just sounds like we're on different pages. I'm genuinely into you. I was looking to get to know you more, but from last night, it sounds like you're just trying to sleep with me. So if you're looking for something more casual, no hard feelings, I'm just not the kind of girl for you. End quote. Once again, beautifully written. Clap it out for me. Like, guy approved, therapist approved. My therapist was like, I'm so impressed. You could not have worded that better. Like, thank God, it's only taken me five years, but (laughs) my friends were impressed that I flat out said I was into him. They were like, that is so bold. Going on a limb like that, in that sense, doesn't really bother me. That's just like a confident piece you have to own. And guys like when you're straight to the point with that. I mean, maybe not in this context of like me kind of ending things, but who doesn't like hearing that someone is into them? It gave off a more like self-assured tone and not like, I need you, I want you, I'm desperate kind of way. I'm trying to give off, I like you, you're on thin ice though, so shape up or get out because I'm not putting up with this. I won't share his response on the podcast, but he essentially kind of put the ball in my court, which I didn't like. I didn't like how his text kind of like flipped it back to me because I wanted this to be like a him decision, like commit or not. I wanted him to step up, basically be like, that's my bad, didn't mean to come across that way, let's go grab drinks this weekend. But no. So... I responded with, you haven't made an effort to see me aside from asking me to come over. If that's not your intentions, I'd prefer to do something outside of going to your place, and I understand your schedule has been crazy. He says I'm right, and then, like, adds, like, kind of like a, it felt snarky, I don't know. But I just liked the text and left it. I'm also just gonna note here that his texting now is completely different than the night before. Like, no emojis, there's punctuation, he's, like, speaking in full words, not, like, slang. Literally not the same person. But he doesn't, said he doesn't drink right now because it's in season, like in work season. So nothing's really adding up to his energy the night prior. I have no idea still. In all honesty, though, he lost me. Like I'm packing up my things and getting ready to clock out of this dynamic. He just put me so off with those texts and I'm not sure I really see it changing between us. He comes across a little shy, which I didn't see anything wrong with initially, but I'm not seeing, like, the assertiveness or go-getter energy that I need in a man or the urgency, like I said. Like, there's no reason he couldn't have, he couldn't have said at some point, like, almost done with work in the next couple weeks and then let's plan to do blank or, like, can't wait to spend time with you in January when things slow down. No, none of that. And, like, now I need to be fucking for real with myself because my husband would never, I know my husband would not treat me like this. So now it's time for me to get off my knees. I'm yanking myself by the freaking hair to stand up off the floor. He's got me looking like a fool waiting around for him to act right. He's busy. He's stressed. He works too much. Bitch, shut up. Like, you, he can find an hour in his week to take me out for coffee. Like, what have I been doing? Stand up, walk out. I'm Kyra fucking Arbaji and... Your access to my energy has expired. Whew, that was a lot, but thank you. I'll circle back to him again at the end of the episode, but let's get into detachment. 
standing on business and moving forward. And if you didn't already know, I don't sugarcoat things, so if you need me to coddle you right now, this is not the fucking episode. Okay, the cursing is a lot today, sorry. But thankfully, this is something I'm good at. I've always been good on the comeback from a guy. I'm good at turning pain into purpose, and thank God I always get hotter and my ass gets fatter than when I met the guy, so cheers to freaking that. But... I've never had things end with a guy and then glow down. Like, it's only up from here, ladies. So get up on your feet again because now you need to tap into your power. And we'll get into my, like, like five big detachment tips. First order of business, if you haven't ended it with the silly boy you've been entertaining, then, like, let's start there. Or for my gentlemen, if you've been walked all over, then apply my advice as you will for your own situations. But if you're the one that's been doing the walking, then go get a therapist for the new year because you need it. If if you clicked on, I'm like brutal right now, damn. If you clicked on this episode, then you probably have a situation in mind already. So whoever that is, draft up the text or pick up the phone because we're done. It's a new year and we will not be starting it off on the same games. However, though, delete the paragraph you've been drafting in your notes. It doesn't need to be that long complaining about how they've been treating you because if I learned anything from sending those paragraphs, it's that they do not give a fuck and also boys cannot focus on more than one point at once, so it's just going to go right over their head. They're going to take the most minimal point you made and only respond to that. It is not worth your time. The key is just to be assertive and neutral. Get to the point. My text I mentioned earlier was like conveying that like energy. I like you, but I'm not sleeping with you anytime soon, so get on board or get out of the way. In kind of a nicer tone, though. (laughs) So if you're trying to figure out what you're doing with your situationship and you're getting mixed signals, then... Go with something like that and just change the context if need be. Like, hey, I have feelings for you, but this dynamic isn't working for me anymore. I'm looking to build a deeper connection. Whatever sounds like something you say, I tend to text in a very professional (laughs) manner. So whatever feels authentic to you, you can fill in the rest with maybe like, I'm looking for something more now, whatever. But set the standard and be okay with him potentially walking away. He's either going to be on board and maybe take you out or approach things differently Or he's going to say not interested, which is also a blessing because all you were doing with that guy is wasting your time. He never had any intentions of progressing things with you. And if you've been hanging around thinking he'll change, I promise you he will not. So get out now. Number two, now that you have time on your hands from pulling out your energy from this person, find something purposeful to do. We're not moping in our bed, refreshing their Instagram or Snapchat profile every 15 seconds. We're not stalking every girl we think they could be potentially talking to. Honestly, nothing good will come out of social media during this period, so I would just, like, limit your usage altogether. I'll rattle off a couple examples of what to do instead. Like, go to the gym, start building that fatter ass, book a workout class, go food shopping and make yourself a new recipe, buy a book, try a new hobby, like, go make a vision board for the new year, plan a trip, anything. Literally anything that is going to give your life meaning, redirect your energy because you are filling up your own cup now. I'm in like a self-rebrand right now. If you've stalked my personal Instagram lately, I literally archived 200 photos and I logged out of my account. I'm solely using my health account for the foreseeable future. I was having a bit of an identity crisis, but we can touch on that in another episode. I haven't had Snapchat in like a week. I've, I've just been vibing and pulling myself off social media a bit now. And it's definitely given me a clearer head for the time being. I don't want any distractions. I wanted to solely focus on myself and my energy while I'm building myself up again from this situation. I know last week I said on here I was going to go to Brady's with my sister, but 
I did end up bailing on her. Not a great sister for that. Maybe I'll pull through this week. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night last weekend, I was in my room or in the library, literally just dialing in on my mind. So what does that entail? Well, I was journaling and visualizing my ideal life, creating a plan of what I want and how I'm going to get there. That'll be more in depth next episode. I was manifesting and just aligning myself, my thoughts, and my behavior with what I desire, reading self-improvement books, and catching up on sleep. And honestly, it was me standing on business with that guy that sparked this whole energetic shift because, again, I'm very in tune with myself and I know those kind of moments are when I need to be putting even more focus inwards. Sorry, I'm literally having a million cough attacks tonight, so this episode might be a little bit choppy if I cut them out. Anyways, in the past, a situation like this would probably have me headed on a downward mental spiral for the next month. So I have been a bit anti-social again and isolating myself because I was trying to just kind of reel, reel myself back in and get centered. And I said I was going to come out of my bubble. I haven't yet. But this week, I have a full intentions to go out and be social. So maybe I will make it to Brady's on Thursday with my sister before she goes back to school. And Saturday, I intend on going to Hoboken. I need to get up and get out again. So if you guys have been hibernating as well, we are ending that this weekend. That brings me to my next shift, number three, which is a physical one. When you look hot, you feel hot, and that breeds confidence. Start picking out your fit, try a new hairstyle or makeup look. I just got a red refresh, so I'm ready. The red hair always makes me feel like a bad bitch. If you need tips to dial into that energy, then listen to my How to Be the Most Magnetic Person in the Room episode. I go deep into that topic. But I'm excited. I haven't been to Hoboken since, I think, October, which is wild. Maybe it will potentially lead to the city again, but we'll see. I'd rather just take a train home and sleep in my own freaking bed. Unfortunately, I mean, not to generalize them, but I'm going to generalize them. The people I seem to meet in Hoboken, like the guys, they're just a specific breed of boys. I don't know how to explain it, but they're all just like the same man, different font. I don't really love it, but I'm going to keep an open mind this weekend. And if anything, it's all practice. That's what my therapist was reminding me when I was getting upset about the time invested in this guy. She was like, at the end of the day, it's practice for the right one. I'm sharpening up my communication skills and getting to know new people, opening up again. So that's what I'm looking forward to this week. Hopefully connecting with new people, flirting with new people, and just putting myself out there again. I've been a bit close off my energy lately, like I was saying, because I was kind of getting set on this one person. And I even ended it with others recently because I didn't feel good about talking to multiple people at once. And maybe I jinxed it because here we are. And I'm going to talk about that too soon because I do make my intentions clear when I'm getting to know guys. And my last situation trip did not give me that decency and struck me along for months. So I'm going to talk you guys through what I learned there as well. But shift number four is to spend time or reach out to older connections. And I'm not talking about calling up your ex or past roster. I'm talking about friends or family, any connection that might need a little bit more attention right now or may have been neglected while you were focused on someone else. Go spend time with them. I actually went out with my past situationship recently, which I'm not going to get into today. I will soon, though. But it was a very positive experience. Nothing bad to say there. I texted my girlfriend's a year older, too, who I haven't seen in a minute. We're usually texting in the group chat, but I was just like, I miss you. I need to see you guys soon. And we made plans to have a whole dinner party and catch up on Sunday, which I'm so excited for, watching football, too. 
There are people that I always feel energized after spending time with. They don't drain my battery at all. And we have the most delusional yet entertaining conversations. Like, we plan our weddings every time we get together. So I think it's a bit of speaking things into existence, too. But once this episode is over, go send a message to someone you've been wanting to connect with. And as for the guy of the hour, he did actually call me later that night, too, after I didn't respond to his text, and we talked basically for, like, an hour, like, normal. He never once brought up making plans soon, so I'm just, again, pulling myself back because his behavior is unattractive. He still is a pretty nice guy. There's nothing necessarily wrong with him, like, looking for something casual if that's his intentions, but that is something that needs to be communicated earlier on and not some, like, last-ditch text, hurry up and sleep over. So I haven't initiated any conversations with him since then. I was initially, like, reaching out every now and then, but but I haven't done that since, and I still heard from him several times, so I'm just kind of responding graciously and as it comes, but it's not something I'm holding on to anymore. I don't know. We'll see. His work season is ending this week, so maybe he'll surprise me and initiate plans to spend time with me, but I'm not banking on it. And because a common question I get asked or a topic people always bring up is how I'm able to move on from people, that's my fifth fifth tip of today's episode. My answer is to have full trust that the universe or God or whatever you believe in, just believe that it's going to work everything out. You can call that crazy if you want, but once you surrender control and you stop attaching your worth or happiness on the outcomes of situations, something better will come along. I'm in a kind of lonely period right now, I'll be honest, and the fact that I've been removing myself from social situations hasn't helped with that much either. Those periods of feeling lonely and stagnant, that always comes right before some big new blessing. Like, mark my words in the upcoming weeks, something is going to get the ball rolling that leads to someone or something that is meant to be in my life right now. And that's an exciting thought to have. I'm opening my energy and ready to accept with open arms whatever is about to get thrown my way. I'll make a note of that right now to refer to this episode in a month, and I'll share all the signals and moments that happened between now and then and the opportunities that have presented themselves since I let go of this. Those are called Godwinks. I read a book about that. It's like a coincidence that ends up changing the course of your life. Like, those are winks from God that you're on the right path. So, like, for example, a job falling through or rejection, then the next day you meet someone who randomly has an opening for your dream job. Like, that's a Godwink. That's a pretty big example. But I just like looking at life that way. It applies meaning to everything, whether it seems meaningless or not. There's always a greater purpose at play. Everything falls into place as it's meant to. My therapist was saying, too, how these situations I've been handling just keeps up-leveling me and attracting the next best things my way. So think of it that way. As much as it hurts and feels lonely right now, get motivated and get empowered to continue to hold those standards because you know something better is coming. You are going to be just fine even after walking away from whatever isn't serving your highest good. I'm sending everyone good energy this week. I hope you find peace in whatever you are struggling with. And let's go present our best selves for the rest of this week into this weekend. And I will talk to you guys next episode.